irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to L.A. Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to All Things Therapy. I'm your host, Lisa Tahir, and this is episode 167. It might be 168. I have to go back and count, but thank you for tuning in and subscribing on iTunes and on Google Play, on all the places where you can find podcasts. I'm going to ask for you to please keep doing that and be sure and rate my podcast. It helps a lot, especially on iTunes. I'd love to be a top 200 iTunes podcast. So I'm going to ask that you all do that uh, to support me and the work I've been doing for three and a half years here on LA Talk Radio. If you don't know what I do personally, I'm a licensed clinical social worker. I practice as an intuitive psychotherapist. I'm certified in EMDR as a Reiki level two practitioner and as a certified thought coach through the Institute for Transformational Thinking. I provide sessions with you uh, through phone, Skype, FaceTime, Zoom, and in person at either my New Orleans or Los Angeles office locations. Today, I am in New Orleans doing the show remotely. And to schedule sessions with me, reach out through my website. It is NOLA Therapy, the abbreviation for New Orleans Los Angeles Therapy.com. NOLA Therapy.com. It's actually being redone right now. So the old site is is still up, but I'm excited to launch a new and improved, more clear site with some features that make it easier to navigate. I've had the same website since I think 2004, so I'm working with someone to upgrade it, but it still works. NolaTherapy.com on social media. Follow me at NolaTherapy on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook, and I'd love to hear who you would like me to interview, and if you have a way for me to reach them, and just what you think of the show. Moving into my guest, I am super delighted to have on Chad Pino. He is the bass player for one of my favorite bands. They are called Flow Tribe. If you don't know them, look them up flowtribe.com. They are an American funk rock band with just a melting pot of sound. And they're a New Orleans local band that I have been going to hear for years. And I've had the fortitude to meet Chad and get to know him. And I asked him to come on the show to talk about his journey in life as a musician He is also a fireman. He is a husband and a father. And just his life has so many layers to it and different moving parts. And as a creative, I was curious to know how he balances all of that. He does music on the side as well. We're going to play a couple clips, something that he does, a side project of his, and a song that Flow Tribe will be releasing. I just want to say hi to all the band listening and just thanking you for what you give to us through your gift of music. Welcome, Chad. Hey, good to be here. Yeah, how are you today? I'm well. Congratulations on your 167th or 168th episode. <laughs> I didn't realize you had so many going. 
Thank you. I appreciate that. I do. I've been, you know, you and I were just talking before we came live about how mm-hmm. you advise younger musicians. Like, how did how did you make this happen? How it's not even an option. You just keep going. You just keep doing it. And for yeah, me, podcasting has been the same thing. Yeah, I think there's just most of those creative trades is where you really just have to continue to work and put yourself in uncomfortable uh, situations or outside of you know, things that seem just like comfortable and really just push yourself to keep creating and putting yourself out there until you kind of realize that you're honing in on something, you know, it's like tends to dawn on you where you're like, oh, wow, now I can see myself in my work where before you're just, you know, kind of grabbing the inspiration where you could, you know. I like how you're verbalizing that. And, you know, you started, Flow Tribe started back in 2004. Y'all were featured in MTV's The Real World, which is super cool. And you started, though, in high school and used your back porch as the rehearsal space. Can you talk to us kind of about the the evolution of of Flow Tribe? Yeah, for sure. Um, First off, to say that we started the band in 2004 is, is, uh, you know, definitely... Uh, far, I wouldn't say far-fetched, but we st- we were all buddies in high school and we started kind of picking up our instruments then. And, you know, it was just like any group of friends getting together. You know, it was just kind of a, a place where we could then kind of be, you know, just get ideas out, just kind of write songs. Um, we were playing together for probably a year and then Katrina hit. So yeah. at that time, a few of the guys had moved, left New Orleans before the storm for college. There was one guy in Baton Rouge, one at Tuscaloosa in Alabama, one at Southern Miss. But we'd always kind of get stay together and, you know, work on music. But after the storm, it was kind of like a, a coming home for a lot of people because it was just kind of a call to help and rebuild. So even though guys were out of town at university, I think it was different where – most of their time was coming back home to either help with their families or to just, you know, that calling that everybody kind of had after the storm to be here. So um, it was kind of around that time where we really started taking it serious. And I guess it kind of real, we realized that New Orleans was, had a influential music scene mm-hmm. elsewhere that we hadn't really come to grips with before. So it was about that time when we started getting some shows on the road and just to see how well it was received and people's emotional connection to New Orleans was something that was kind of new to us. You know, we didn't really realize that we were exporting culture on the level that we were. Mm. So that kind of pushed us all into this, you know, let's, let's do this right. Let's start a band. Let's write songs. Let's record albums. Let's tour. You know, we were kind of felt into the inspiration of the city. Yeah, my sense is that's how you all contributed to the rebuilding, you know, coming together and contributing through music. Yeah, but yeah I mean, I guess, it's kind of funny looking back on it. Uh, that was really the case because a lot of times it was before so many clubs had opened back up too, to where it was like it was a big thing seeing people out on the road too, you know, and like it was just kind of, I don't know, it was just kind of funny. It was like I think an identity shock for most people. You know, see your find yourself elsewhere, and especially in a place like New Orleans, where it's so easy to get. You know, you could drown in ten different parts of New Orleans culture, and you know, get so immersed in it to where you stick your head above water, and you're like, "Wow, there's so yeah. much stuff going on." You know. Yeah. 
So our fighter back then also, I definitely want to weave in some aspects of your life, like band life and van life versus your personal life, being a firefighter. I'm curious about how all this fits together for you. Yeah, it's just kind of been, um, I've been lucky enough to have the ways to kind of compartmentalize and just really stay adamant about going from pillar to post and kind of having my creative space and then having time to get back and be, you know, the best I can at home. Um, the real challenge is I imagine with every creative endeavor is finding your balance with whether it be your career or with, you know, outside influences that kind of hinder creativity. Um, I think most of all, it's just a challenge trying to be disciplined enough to pick those pieces. You know what I mean? Because there's always going to be the, yeah. Things that interrupt the flow, but if you kind of have, you know, you're anchored in these things that know they deserve the time and attention, it gets a little bit easier to just go straight from one to the next, you know? And uh, I don't know, that's mm-hmm. just something I think that I, I really try and stay focused on and grounded in. Yes. But, how, how long have you been a firefighter? I've been with the department for eight years now. And right around when I got awesome. there, I got everybody added. loves Firefly. Yeah, yeah, down there, but down here especially, so it seems. Yeah. But um, yeah, and Bailey and, and I got we, married right around. I'm sorry, I don't right want to interrupt. Right around the time you. I got on. I oh, know you're okay. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just thinking about Bailey. Your wife, she's a strong, supportive. She has her own life as well, professionally. How is that? I know you've had your son, Knox, a few years ago. How has that affected things for you as a musician with Flow Tribe and your own music that you work on? Oh, it's been it's been a big eye-opener because um, it's one of those things where it kind of started to transition from where before it was just these you know, the dream of putting things together and, and have, and playing music and honing in on creativity to really have to sculpt it into something concrete and really take it to the next level of starting to think in terms of, you know, uh, forming it into a business and, you know, all the different aspects of touring efficiently and, you know, to, to hone it in, it's really just been like, it's been great. It's been a blessing to have that, that reality check, you know, cause I think, like I said earlier, it's easy to just, get lost with your head on the, you know, on the grindstone. So to have people at home in your corner who support you, but also depend on you, it's really motivating to, you know, check the boxes and make sure that you're staying professional and on top of the, the important aspects too, you know? Yes. And having the various areas of your life fulfilled. To me, it seems like you have a very fulfilling life. Is that, is that true for you, Chad? Oh, yeah, completely, completely. Um, and that's one thing that I really enjoy about maintaining my career as a firefighter. Um, it's just one of those things where it's such a fun job and I work with a lot of great guys, but there's just an, an element to it that shocks you into reality a lot of times. You know, um, some of the calls we go on are some of the worst days of some people's lives. So to mm. kind of have that taste on a regular basis where you're like, whoa, you know, sitting in traffic on the way home is really not a big deal. Absolutely. You know? But the things that kind of make you tick, 
you can check yourself and, you know, it's, it's just a constant reminder of how delicate and, you know, instant some of these things can be. Well, I'm thinking as you're saying that, Chad, that these uh, the the kind of situations you're going into as a fire, firefighter are traumatic. How do you cope with them? Well, luckily, I feel like it's a new um, it's the fire service in general is kind of in an interesting position where before, you know, in decades past, I feel like you're getting a lot of veterans in the position, a lot of people who of the era before too much um you know, mental health awareness was there. You know, mm. I think now everybody's a little bit more in tune with the weight of some of the things that people are exposed to, you know, where, I mean, there's still definitely guys on the department that have those issues or, um, you know, the lack of, um, the, the means are there, but just the lack of the communication, you know, yeah. amongst our coworkers to really get through those where I feel like some of the younger guys I've noticed make it a point to reach out or aren't afraid to say, you know, this is sticking with me, you know, and that's it's, great. It's something that I'm struggling with. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Um, they're starting to make a more change in legislation to, to where it's a little more supportive of the mental health of first responders in general. Um, there's a bunch of guys that just went up to um, the Capitol in Louisiana to state their case and make some change for it. And to see the volume of paramedics, police officers, firemen that went up there just to tell their story was like, it's moving. That's some awesome. Of the statistics they had brought about the severity of it was kind of mind opening, you know. You know, and that's resonating resonating with me, what you're saying. I recently received an email about a training happening so that therapists can better work with first responders um, yeah. and meet their, their emotional needs. Because y'all, are, I've worked individually with firefighters, with paramedics. And I mean, the stuff y'all see, it, it's not the normal run-of-the-mill what, you know, people go into the office or most jobs. It's really, like you said... Right the worst day in someone's life and you're there to care and, and rescue and do whatever in the moment of that crisis. And then you're supposed to go home and just live your life. And the after effects of the post-traumatic stress disorder can, can be extended beyond just that call. Yeah, it really can. And it's, it's, it's hard to see how resistant some of the guys are to address it because you can see it in people, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, when you can feel the disconnect, but to try to approach, it's just some people are so they they it's almost like they're removed from the fact that it could happen to them, and it's like this happens to everybody, you know. I mean, yeah. it's just a matter of either a trigger or, you know, to be negligent enough to not reach out. Because I mean, we've had guys on our department um, commit suicide, and oh, so nobody, sorry. yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's not a thing where people have said it's oh it's probably because of this or probably because of that but that's part of the statistics that that's something that you know anyone with ptsd veterans or people that just experience it through their own traumatic experiences or um you know you're kind of prone not prone to but you know the numbers are there susceptible yeah yeah so does music is music a healing modality for you chad how is that helped with to balance that's something I've kind of just started to grow into, I feel like. Okay. Um, being that we play, you know, fun, feel-good music, being from New Orleans, we do the funk and blues thing. 
it's always been a release, but I feel like we've recently taken on an endeavor as a band to build a recording studio. Yes. So having that tool and becoming more involved with songwriting and production and really graduating to the level of like recording artists, I feel like, yeah, it's definitely starting to see that, that aspect of where it's a little almost healing to dwell on something and to iron it out and to try and portray how you feel. You know, it's definitely something that I'm enjoying, but really just kind of discovering. Yes. And do y'all have, is it four albums that you have out? Um, I believe so. Yeah. We have a, a couple of EPs. We have the live album or two. Um, lately this year, what we started was we release a song a month. Um, okay. we've been putting out out of our own studio under our own publishing company through our own, you know, it's, we're finally like everything's in house and we feel like we're finally putting our finger on everything that happens. And we release one song a month on all major streaming platforms, iTunes, Apple music, Spotify, um, you know, and you can find our station on Pandora, Flowtribe Radio. So, yeah, we're kind of all over the place now, and it's fun to start graduating and utilizing these tools that we've been trying to put in our possession for a while now. Well, you, you have a song that y'all are going to release, right, that we're going to play. Will you tell us about that song, and then I'd love to, yeah. to play it. Yeah, this one's, this one's called Monkey Bars. This is a song we've been working on throughout the summer. And one of the guys wrote about a time down in Key West, actually. Pretty regular touring spot for us. Yeah. I believe we're releasing this later this month on the 26th, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. The the studio has it, so let's, let's play it. Great. Strangers in the night Are we holding on too tightly? Drag queen that passes by Say, isn't she so lovely? And I can agree and I can attest I don't know much, but I know this Well, your eyes are filled with fire Said, tell me who you really are And do you fight the same old fears I feel like I know you for years Now we can get lost and that's okay I wouldn't mind it anyway As long as you're like God And you're so different than the rest 
And underneath these southern skies You walk by and leave the spot Special treat. Lord knows we didn't sleep. Was great. I love yeah, Casey's. I love Casey's voice. It's so soothing yeah, and distinguishable. For a while, it was so funny. He started. We were just kind of killing time in the studio, waiting for somebody one day, and he he just started playing on the piano. I was like, "You just wrote that?" He's like, "Yeah, I've been sitting on this song for years." I'm like, "So funny how you could just kind of have one of those things where it's like you, a little story sitting on the shelf, you know." Yeah, and then so it just comes to out. To see what it's turned into is great. Hey, I want you to talk to us about your stage name, your alter ego, Chance DeLeon. Oh God! So <laughs> it was actually funny when we when we first um, when we were kind of developing the band and starting to tour a little bit. We we're all living together. We had this like five bedroom apartment on Broadway, right by Tulane. Yeah. And there was uh, one of the neighbors' name was Chancey, and. Bailey, you know, being the jokes that she is, kept calling me Chauncey. And because she kept hearing this girl saying, oh, Chauncey, oh, Chauncey. So she called me Chauncey all the time. And I pulled her aside once. I was like, Bail, I really don't like that. Like, please don't call me Chauncey. <laughs> and she just like grinned, you know, and the whole band's in the other room. She's like, you hear that, guys? He doesn't like being called Chauncey. And I was like, oh, God. So it stuck with me forever, you know, and then I just started to embrace it and it turned into Chance Bailey on it. was funny. And for listeners to know, Bailey's your wife. So yeah. she was, she was, uh, ribbit on you back then. That's very oh, yeah. cute. That's very One of her cute. favorite hobbies. <laughs> I think that goes along with being a couple sometime. Oh yeah, for sure. for sure. So I'm curious to know about your recording, your music. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, actually, now that, like I said, we've um, 
we basically got to a point where we started to invest in to try and record like major albums. So we're bringing yeah. producers, we're doing all these big um, production, you know, time and money invested into albums. And we realized how much money it costs to record. And in our minds, we're still a young band, you know, we're independent, we fund everything we do. And we're thinking it's almost impossible for younger bands to record like that. So we took the time to build our own studio um, for what one of our major recordings cost. And now we're just kind of churning things out, you know, and in the process, I think a lot of us just learned of such a deeper level of creativity that was there. Um, I think multiple members of the band have put together side projects and put out um, albums under different genres. So it's really been fun to explore. Um, I personally have been writing with some buddies for a while who had been in touring bands. Um, some of them have been around the world, you know, playing for decades and just kind of got almost burnt out to it to where they didn't even want to go out and play anymore, mm-hmm. but still mm-hmm. just had this overwhelming desire to like write. Um, so we've started to get together and write a little bit. And then we got to the point where we're like, man, we have an album, you know? So we kind of starting to finalize the process of putting artwork to it and, you know, getting it all under one roof. And uh, we decided to call the band Chupacabra. Mm-hmm. Um, unanimous Ghost. decision on a song that we had wrote. Um, Goat Sucker? Yeah, something like that, you know? Yeah, I looked it up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An animal in, like, South America or Peru that's pretty yeah, ferocious. Like, it's almost like a, like a Bigfoot, you know? It's, yeah, okay, it's like, like a mythological. This, this myth of, of something that, that comes and, you know, it's got some mystery to it, but it's like an undeniable force. So that's sort of like, that'll be good, you know, let's do that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, this is a song. I think you got that recording. You want to cue that one up? Yeah, let's do it. That's called um, Harmonics, Harmonics Blue. Um, awesome. And this is actually an interesting one, too, because it was kind of one of those songs where I was like dwelling on, like you said, if it's been um, therapeutic or a release, you know, for things that you get going on, then this is definitely one. So. Awesome. Let's, let's play it. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.
every time I seem to find my saving grace, something falls on top of me, but it don't crush my soul.
Okay, I am so loving that. Chupacabra. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that coming, was awesome. Coming soon. We're still kind of like finalizing some stuff and ironing out a full album, but. Okay. That's awesome. I love I love that song and I look forward to hearing more. Great. We are going to go to a quick commercial break, Chad, and be back in a minute. Okay. Okay. Indeed, listening is the new reading. With Audible, you can listen to an unlimited amount of books at home, in your car, at the gym, anywhere on the go. With over 180,000 audiobooks to choose from, for you, the listener of all things therapy, Audible is offering you a free audiobook download and a month-long subscription for you to try them out. Visit audibletrial.com forward slash all things therapy now and enjoy. Do you want to help yourself and friends find a purpose in life? Then you are in the right place and be a part of the crowdfunding campaign of patreon.com forward slash all things therapy with Lisa Ty here as she initiates a one-on interaction with inspiring authors, healing experts, and spiritual directors. Join the League of Heroes of this generation by contributing your quota between a dollar up to a hundred dollars per month at patreon.com forward slash all things therapy. Let's make the world free of suicide, poverty, depression, and in all, make the world a better place for everyone. Welcome back to All Things Therapy. If you're just joining us, I am with Chad Pino, the bass player of Flow Tribe. And we played a clip, a song being released at the end of this month, Monkey Bars, and a mm-hmm. side project he has going on called Chupacabra. Yep. What else What else is important for us to cover? I, I know y'all are playing in San Francisco this weekend. I want to be sure and give that some airtime, but I kind of want to open it to you. What else is important for our listeners to know? Um, we got a lot of stuff going on in the fall. Um, that's a busy time for us in the city and just kind of hitting some of our, you know, our favorite places, really. Um, this weekend, we're actually hitting up outside of Sacramento to play at the Bear Music Festival. It's in Pinecrest. Um, it should oh, be yeah. fun. From, okay. It should be a lot of fun from what I gather. It's one of those outdoor festivals with some camping where it's, uh, you know, just kind of a good vibe. And we have a couple gigs out there. Um, that'll be fun. We're also going to be doing some work um, later this month into hopefully through October for uh, breast cancer. Um, we have some friends who are victims and, you know, going through some hard times. So we're going to be doing some limited edition t-shirts. We're going to be kind of pushing their GoFundMe to try and raise money. Um, really trying to get money directly to someone who's struggling with the disease and needs the help. So it's really a passion for us to kind of get involved with that. Um, and, you know, continue through the year of just trying to get everything out there. Really. That's awesome. You know, I know some of the time, I know you're flying to California for this weekend, but sometimes you're in the van, you're driving to destinations. What is that experience like being together, touring? Can you give our listeners kind of a bird's eye view? Yeah. um, God, sometimes it feels like a social experiment. You know what I mean? Like you're (laughs) in in a container with, you know, um, a group of individuals. It's so funny how you get to know one another's strengths and weaknesses and just so much. I mean, you become a family touring, you know, Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's kind of interesting too, because 
a lot of people don't understand how much work it is, you know, particularly that aspect of it where people think, man, you, it must be great how much of the country you get to see. It's like, yeah, you get to see a lot, but at the same time to cover, you know, 50, 60,000 miles a year, it's like, wow. for the most part, you're literally on the road just kind of going. So it's uh, I think it's a challenge there to really stay motivated, healthy, inspired, you know, but it seems like the, the musicians who graduate to the next level are all super conscious of that, that, you know, as far as that's, that's the professional within, you know, then you have to kind mm-hmm. of nurture that. How, how do you use your time when you're in a vehicle for so long? Um, well, I think part of it, I think part of it is actually really keeping other parts in check to where, I have, it's a good time for me to really be on my own, you know, and to have that downtime to where I'm not stressed about work or trying to be all things at home to where I can remind myself, like, this is my time to reflect. This is my time to read. This is my time to try and relax. And that kind of really helps me stay in a good place on the road, you know, as far as making sure to get rest and, you know, focus on things like that. That makes sense. And do you like nurturing your creativity? What are some ways that you do that? Um, I really try um, and keep myself engaged with people, honestly. And I mean, that might be one reason why um, I enjoy working and maintaining the family life and touring. Um, a big part of it, I think, and I've noticed, I've heard other artists say this too, is like, disconnect yourself from your phone and, and social mm. media. Like it's a yeah. tool, but it can be such, come such a crutch, you know? Um, and it's, it's really funny when you make an effort to distance yourself from it. Like I try and make rules where I don't use it in, I don't use it in transportation, whether it be a cab or if I'm on a bus or if I'm on a streetcar or, you know, at an airport, try not to use it before you board a plane and watch how many people you meet right before you board the plane. You know what I mean? Oh, that's so interesting. Stuck. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a waiting room, catch yourself in a waiting room and be like, Oh, I'm not going to use my phone until I'll leave the, you know? And it's just, yeah. I think staying engaged with people for the most part is what really keeps makes me see like things connecting, you know, that's what I feel like channels my creativity. So that's been my latest, uh, Zen moment of trying to force discipline in a avenue like creativity. <laughs> and that makes you think even defining success for yourself as a creative, how, how do you conceptualize that Chad? That's, it's so interesting you asked me that because I was talking with a friend about that recently, um, where it's, it's interesting in different aspects where if you're a creative type, say you, have an idea for a book and you actually go through and write this book, you know, that's a huge victory, let alone to take on that endeavor, but to complete it and to put yourself into it and go through the whole process and have this book. But then to people who aren't writers, to people who aren't familiar with the publishing process or distribution, they'll see a finished product and go, Oh, it's, it's same. It's not a bestseller. And it's like, Mm. no idea. (laughs) You have no idea how hard it was to just do in general. Yes. So I feel like knowing your 
your version of success is extremely important to keep yourself from getting frustrated or caught into a race that you don't want to be in in the first place. You know? Yeah. Um, that's something I've kind of noticed, you know, happen to other people where they're just subject to people's expectations and that becomes their reality of success where it's like you're already a success if you recognize the process in anything you know you know i i like how you're going through it is what makes the growth you're so right chad and and this is a conversation i have with myself often you know that i completed a book you have it for endorsement and um it took three and a half years and it was one of the most challenging things i did because i'm not used to sitting on my ass for so long having to put thoughts together consistently and research and edit and it felt so awesome to give that manuscript to my publisher in june the summer of 2019 and now the book won't come out to the fall of 2020 and and really? it's kind of like now what yeah it felt oh, like this it's gonna be so hard <laughs> it, it's, yeah it was but I, you know i've given myself some more projects like i said in the beginning of the show i'm redoing my website i'm building my social media network i'm going to toastmasters to become a yeah. public speaker so i can become the woman to represent this book so this year will be a gift i think to focus on some other skills and redefining what success is for me so i had and- to shift it though yeah. And that's exactly what I'm saying. Like just to yeah. recognize that position, you know what I mean? Don't take yes. it as a blow of, Oh man, it's not going to be till this time next year. It's like, well, wow, I was just given the gift of time. I could start the whole process of completing X in the meantime, you know? And that's where I think success lies because that's when you stop listening to the chatter or yeah. you know, concerning yourself with other people's perception or expectation of or comparing, you know, comparing oneself. Right. Like I'm oh sure God. it would be easy for you to do as musicians. Yeah, it is like, I'm, that's one of my pet peeves. I mean, um, I firmly believe like comparison is the thief of joy. Like you're literally mm-hmm. just robbing yourself of happiness every moment you start to look in someone else's mirror because that's all you're doing. You're not even looking at them. You're looking at an, an, an image of them, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, I don't know. It's that that's a definitely an easy trap to fall in, but I think there lies a big chunk of success when you can recognize that in yourself. I agree. You know, I'm curious as we're coming to the end of our show, what are some things that you're looking forward to, to manifesting, to creating, to doors to open for, for you and Flow Tribe? Um, I think all of us are at a point where we've we've been watching the music industry for a while, you know, and I think a lot of people are still kind of like, where is the music industry going? You know, um, I think it became something that the movie industry updated with the times, you know, I think mm-hmm. some companies realized, Oh wow, everybody's starting to take to the internet. So we're going to have to think big. We're going to have to up CGI. We're going to have to up the viewing experience. We're going to have to, you know, new format. Blu-ray, you know, 3D television. I think with yeah. music, everybody went to the internet and people just kind of went, huh, this will fade away. Well, you know, here you are now and you can literally, for a subscription-based service, have the history of recorded music at your disposal. So that does mm-hmm. two things. That kind of desensitizes people to music to where they just want so much of it. But it also lends itself to people want more. People want a different experience. 
So a big part of us deciding to take on building the studio, we call our recording studio Downman Sounds. Um, it gives you a chance to create that window into everything you're doing, whether it be a YouTube channel. Um, I think a lot yeah. of great bands are taking that route too, where they're, they're inviting people into their process. You know, they're showing them the acoustic sessions, the songwriting sessions, the demos, the making it more interactive. And I think you're going to see some of these um, entertainment roles turning into more of like a mixed media company where mm. mm -hmm. you can invite people in and provide, you know, a podcast, a video, a song, a tutorial, you know, I love their it. own inspirations, you know, a lot of, a lot of people are getting involved with their fans in that way. So I think that's what we're looking forward to just seeing what, what all we're capable of, of doing in a meaningful way. And I think it's great with the space that you've built and the recording studio to, mm -hmm. to be able to do that. Yeah. And if you look on our, on YouTube, um, our, our band page flow tribe is there. You can also find, um, Downman sounds. Um, there's a lot of other bands coming through and, uh, we try and share everybody's content and put as much as we can out there for one another. So, you That's can see awesome. Everything we're up to there. And for listeners to, I know your social media tag, Flow Tribe, Flow Tribe on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Yep. FlowTribe.com. We have all kinds of stuff up there too. I really appreciate you taking your time out before traveling to California to be on the show, Chad. Yeah, it should be fun. Should yeah. be fun. Always good chatting with you, though. I really appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Tell all the guys I said hi. I love you guys. I look forward to seeing Will you do. live. Will do. Okay. Take care. All right. Bye. Be well. You too. That concludes my show today with Chad Pino of Flow Tribe. Find them at flowtribe.com and across social media platforms at the same name. Thank you for listening in this week. I am wishing everyone a great weekend. My heart has been going out to the Hurricane Dorian survivors and victims. And I just couldn't, don't want to let the show end without acknowledging that horrific disaster in the Bahamas and up the eastern seaboard and just sending love and thoughtfulness and just wanting to be sure to acknowledge that happening. All of my love to you and I will be with you next week. Bye-bye. Listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir, only on LA Talk Radio. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.